On the latest episode of the Drum Shuffle podcast, Jamie Eads talks with Chris McHugh, drummer for the stars, including Billy Ray Cyrus, Toby Keith, and Lionel Richie. Listen, wherever you listen to podcasts, thedrumshuffle.com, jamieeads.com, J-A-M-I-E-E-A-D-S.com. You want me to get out? You get out. Do you smell almonds? Nice mustache. You don't know what my breath smells like. Chest pass through him. I'm very excited about that. I'm also very nervous. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Why am I not getting mad? I'm not. I don't. What does that mean? From the Dyer Prime Pantry in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 10, Rhode Island. They only had 15 turnovers. So I'm, I'm going to start with a positive comment. Follow me on Instagram at UnreasonableDoubtWB. Twitter, tweeting on Twitter. Find those tweets at I'm Josh Witt. Facebook, you know? Did you see that cute cat video? You will not find that on the Unreasonable Doubt podcast page. You will find information about this podcast on the podcast page. So find it, hit the blue thumb, follow the podcast there. Email, inbox, staying open, unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Despite not getting any emails and not being able to read one. If I don't get one, I can't read one. But if you send one, I'll read it on this podcast. Last season, it took 20 games for West Virginia to lose their fourth game. This year, cut it in half. West Virginia loses their fourth game in their 10th of the season. Losing 83-70 to the Rhode Island Rams. Rhode Island that's lost to Stony Brook and College of Charleston. Not Charleston, West Virginia. Charleston, South Carolina. But anyways, lost to those two teams. But essentially played a home game today. And West Virginia so far has proven that they don't have it, whatever it is, to win on the road. Because in, really, they haven't played very many true road games. This this wasn't even a true road game. But away from Morgantown, they beat Monmouth, who's terrible. Had to score 95 or 97 points to beat St. Joseph's. Got smoked by Florida and ends up getting smoked by Rhode Island. But the game was close for most of the game. West Virginia, as I feel like they have every game this season, was up in the second half. They were up 55-52, five minutes into the second half. After that, they got outscored 31-15 and lose. Why did they lose? Well, Kanate, arguably WVU's best player, was out 
for this game. There was no Superman cape and not starting and then get into the game. He didn't play. I believe I read somewhere, and I want to give credit to whoever uh, wrote this. I believe it was Chris Anderson, friend of the podcast from 24-7 Sports, uh, requesting his fourth MRI on his knee. So Kanate was out. Uh, so that's that's a negative, right? Another negative, the starting guards for WVU, Beetle and Chase, scored a combined six points. They combined shot one for 14. <laughs> I mean, Beetle just looked lost. I don't know if that's his wrist. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's the pressure with Kanate out feeling like, again, I feel like he feels like he's got to be the man. And I would argue he needs to be the man for this team. And the weight of that might be too much on the road. And so he he made a free throw late. He only scored one point of those six points. And it was it was at the end when the game was already in hand for Rhode Island. But this team just does weird stuff. Again, unexperienced teams do weird stuff on the road. West Virginia still up 55-53. And this <laughs> This is so weird. I mean, Rhode Island, I guess they were guarding full court, but it wasn't like a press situation. They were just kind of accounting for their men. The ball gets thrown into Haley. Haley throws it from the backcourt to Lamont West, who takes who takes one dribble and shoots the ball with 25 seconds left on the shot clock. You're up two on the road, essentially, playing a road game. And you take a shot 25 seconds into the shot clock. That's not a wide-open look. Guy in his face. Guess what? He missed it. Guess what happened next? Rhode Island came down and made a three. Then, so West Virginia loses the lead. This game, West Virginia took a lot of jump shots. And they missed a ton of them. They shot 32% for the game. They shot 20% from three. So guess what happens when you're not making threes? Here's what you get to try to get points. You get Wes Harris posting up. You get Logan Rout posting up. You get you get Chase Harler posting up. West Virginia was doing a bunch of post up. Ahmad was posting up. I don't mind Ahmad posting up. I I really don't mind Harris posting up. Logan Logan Rout getting the ball with his back to the basket and somebody on him. Unless he's like six foot and he's got like a foot over the guy, it's it's not a recipe for winning. I am sorry, it's not. It's not. You cannot feel good. A recipe for winning is Ahmad getting a pass and driving to the rim and either getting fouled or making a shot. Success is driving the ball and and throwing it out to Chase or Lamont. For, th- for a three-pointer, an uncontested three-pointer. 
I know they missed a ton today, but that's that's your recipe for success. It's not getting the ball in. What are we? What is this? 1984? Who's? <laughs> I know it's out of because nobody's making jump shots. You got to try something different. But hey, did somebody go into DeLorean and go back to 1978? Huggins took the time machine just to try to get some points. I mean, Huggins is trying everything. God bless him. But a Chase Harler post-up? I don't have to watch anything. Somebody says, oh, West Virginia was posting up Chase Harler in the second half. I said, I'll say, how many did they lose by? Okay? <laughs> I get it, but also, I, please understand... Uh, if you're not making jump shots, you got to get easier shots. Post-ups, while closer to the rim, are not easier. I don't, I'm, again, I'm not a coach, did not play college basketball. Take my opinion for what it's worth. Not, and it's not very much, but I, what I'm telling you is, hey, Josh, did you watch the game? They were posting up Logan Route. For offense, I would say, how bad was it? How bad did they get beat? So, hey, Josh, uh, West Virginia was getting wide open threes. I mean, I would still probably say, hey, <laughs> did they miss them all? You know, I'm, I'm, I don't know. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? The narrative could be nobody, all of your key players have not been healthy together. And with a lot of youth, West Virginia has struggled in close games against all different types of quality level. But you could also argue that there's not a leader on this team and there's not a go-to person and the people who need who want to be go-to people are not ready for it. And they won't be this year. I'm not giving up yet on having expectations for this season, even after this loss. But if you're telling me, if you're giving me that argument, hey, we need to build for next year. I'm listening. I'm not accepting it, but I'm listening. Random thoughts coming up. Christmas is less than two weeks away. Are you done with your Christmas shopping? Of course not. Where can you get some last-minute Christmas shopping done and get true discount deals? No other place than Woody's Goodies, proud sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. Two locations for Woody's Goodies, Marmette, St. Albans, West Virginia. New inventory every time you go into the store. Sometimes they're having sales this this weekend. They had a 20% off sale. Who knows what you're going to walk into other than you're going to find some deals. I did some last minute Christmas shopping this week. Got some pocket knives, discount deals. Got some wireless headphones, discount deals. Already gave them out as gifts. The kids love them. 
You'll love what you'll find at Woody's Goodies. Check out their inventory on Facebook and shop at the two locations, Marmette, St. Albans. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. West Virginia lost by 13, and yet if you watched the first, I would even say 30 minutes of the game, which translated into, like, this game took two hours and 25 minutes to complete. Games are too long. I'm going to keep saying it because it's absolutely true. 56 fouls. 56 fouls called. How many games has West Virginia played where there's been more than 50 fouls called? There's 40 minutes in a game. 56 fouls called. Over 50 fouls. That I'm not the best at math, but that's over one foul a minute. Talking about West Virginia having issues scoring. How do you get in a in a game flow when the whistle is blowing? There was five technical fouls. There was another double technical foul. Is there a rule where West Virginia has to be in a game and it's like, oh, they talk about it beforehand. Guys, WVU's here. We have to have at least one double technical foul. I mean, it's... I've never seen so many double technical fouls. So anyways, back to my point. The first 30 minutes of this game, I had a lot of positives in my notes. Napper, no turnovers. McCabe, while still looking kind of out of sorts, did not turn the ball over. I guess the the shot clock violation, that should count against him as a turnover, but it didn't. But no turnovers from him. Again, only 15 turnovers for the game. Uh, I thought Napper looked good. Wesley Harris getting a bunch of rebounds. He had nine rebounds. He was posting up. But he was doing... That was the best version of Wesley Harris. Getting rebounds. Getting tip backs. Mean mugging people. He was he was the guy for West Virginia that was part of that double technical foul. Doesn't seem overwhelmed by the moment. Sometimes he doesn't make shots, but today he was the he he had his best game this season and maybe in his career at WVU in a 13 point loss to Rhode Island. So I, I hate that it happened in a in a bad game for WVU, but for the rest of the year. If that guy gets confident and can put up 10 to 15 points and get a bunch of putbacks and rebounds and be a great defensive player, which we all know he's capable of being, that bodes well for the rest of the season. So I like that. Also, Napper made a couple, again, nobody made a lot of shots, but he was confidently shooting the ball and him not giving the ball to the other team. Every time that happens, I want to praise that, and I love to see that because that means he can get more minutes. Haley didn't look bad. He was actually looking for a shot a couple times. Again, not a recipe for winning, I don't think, but him being confident, shooting the ball, and shooting first instead of shoot third, pass first, pass second, shoot third. Those are I, I take all those as positives. Speaking of positives, Javon Carter, the only Mountaineer in the NBA, Javon Carter, 
He made his first appearance for the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday night. And what did he do? In 22 minutes, he scored 11 points, two steals, a block. My man shot nine times in 22 minutes. So he was not fooling around. And he they were playing the Rockets. So one of his steals came against MVP James Harden. And he took it from behind his back, went down, scored the layup, took it away from Chris Paul. So like not... Not doing it against the Suns or like a bad NBA team. Doing it against the MVP and one of the arguably five best point guards of all time. Amazing. So excited for him to see action for the Grizzlies because he's been doing well on the G League team. And what's even crazier for Carter is that he, and it was in a loss, but he had a great game. The next game Memphis plays at Golden State. (laughs) So if he gets in that game, his first two NBA games are going to be against reigning MVP James Harden, top five point guard of all time, Chris Paul, multiple MVP Steph Curry, at least one MVP, Steph Curry, and one of the best shooters of all time, Clay Thompson. Those are his assignments in his first two NBA games. So kind of a step up from the Memphis hustle, but a chance for him to prove himself. Again, in a rough season so far for this year's WVU team, it was great to see the highlight package of Javon Carter uh, getting it done in the NBA at the highest level against the All-time players holding his own. Congratulations, Javon Carter. Final thoughts coming up. Dire Prime is the lead sponsor for Unreasonable Doubt. They are a veteran-owned, family-owned, full-service graphic shop. They make custom designs for every job that they work on, including the logo for Unreasonable Doubt. They did that. I love the logo. You'll love their work, so if you have fundraising needs or if you have a youth basketball league that needs t-shirts and designs, Dyer Prime can help you out. No design fees, no screen fees, and they can put your design on over 1 million promotional products. Do you want your logo on a doormat? Dyer Prime can do that. Do you want your logo on a jet ski? I don't know if they can do that. But call or text them to find out. 304-767-4445. Find them on the web, dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Or find them on Facebook or Instagram at Dyer Prime. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I almost forgot to tell you, Logan Rout had a dunk in the first half of this game. I'm obligated to tell you anytime Logan Rout has a dunk, so... Very excited, as always, to see that. The other thing about this game, Rhode Island, I like your colors. I like the dark blue with the with the light blue, like a powder blue. Those are I like that color combination. However, your shorts look like there's a cummerbund on them. 
And that is a problem. Are you wearing athletic shorts? Cool. Don't have a cummerbund. What's worse than a cummerbund? Having a cummerbund that looks like it's got a pattern on it. Like, uh, it looked like just squiggles. I'm guessing it was supposed to take the shape of a ram. It made it look even worse. So, I know how to fix this. It's not all is lost. I know you don't like it either. So, just roll up the shorts. Now, that you're going to look like your John Stockton shorts. But just roll them up. It'll all be the same color. And problem solved. You're welcome. You don't have to change it. Just roll them up. But definitely, don't have a cummerbund in your athletic look. Especially, it's on the shorts. So it's below where the cummerbund needs to be. Now, I've wore a cummerbund in my day. So I, I know where I know what I'm talking about. And I know the last time I wore a cummerbund... Uh, was in the last century. So this is 2018. So kind of the DeLorean thing about going back in time to do post-ups. Don't jump in the car with them and bring back the cummerbund. Just, just change it. That's all I'm asking. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. Apple. Anchor.fm. Spotify. Google. Overcast, Pocket Cast, CastBox. Wherever you listen, subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, rate it five stars. Those are all nice things to do. I'm asking nicely, and I appreciate it in advance. West Virginia's next game is Saturday, December 22nd, 12 noon, in Morgantown against Jacksonville State. I don't know their mascot. I don't know their colors. It'll be on the local channel, the AT&T Sports Network. So, two more games for the calendar year. I think they're both going to be wins because they're both going to be in Morgantown. But... Check back in. Hey, also, t-shirts are right around the corner for Unreasonable Doubt. I'll put it on social media when I have the look and they're ready to go. And you can get your t-shirts if you like those. And I'll tell you more about that in the future. But be on the lookout. T-shirts are coming. Get more comfortable passing out stickers too. Only to family. But until next time, (laughs) that's a me problem. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. WVU for the 2018-19 season is 6 and 4.